0: Be thy hand fair, prince. You said I'm fair? <laughs> oh, hey, <right.
1: laughs>
2: you got to do that Hey, this,
1: this girl maybe didn't have a kiss for years I so did. might as well give her a break Holy cow,
0: are you Could I speak to the drug dealer of the house, please?
2: In this world, the bad guys can win
0: to be or not to be Not to be I want
2: to give me a kiss. <laughs> 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 I
1: heard about those guys in here. <laughs> Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Sleezoids, the podcast where we go down the rabbit hole of 20th century genre fare from the most influential canon classics to the trashiest exploitation films we can get our hands on and invite you to tag along in helping us create a canon of sleaze. Each week is a double feature grindhouse style where we discuss two films loosely related by subject, genre, actor, filmmaker, or franchise. And at the end of each episode, along with our honorary sleezoids, which you become by subscribing on Patreon. Do it. Damn, he's on time. Do We've it. We've been on time for a few weeks now. Nailing it, dude. I'm absolutely we killing on it over here. <laughs> Official ratings and rankings <laughs> for every film that we cover. Patreon subscribers also get an on air shout out and two bonus episodes every single month, which we've been doing for a year, over yeah, a year now. We've got year 25 now. or 26 episodes back there waiting for you guys. So if you haven't made the jump to Patreon, there's a lot of episodes waiting for hours you. Hours and uh, hours of, of which, content. Uh, we do have uh, three people, three patrons who got added this week getting all those bonus episodes, and that was Perry Reland. Perry has been a long time listener so oh, cool. I, w- I was glad to see him make the transition and think you, he Perry. finally caught up uh, and we have Dalton Cheatham welcome Donald and then uh, a hack fraud <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's, he- that's his name <laughs> apparently so uh, welcome to you as well sir yes, we uh,
2: appreciate you you <laughs> hack fraud <laughs>
1: Um, but thanks so much for for joining and getting all those all those bonus episodes. Um, what's the other plug? Oh yeah, Spotify, <laughs> iTunes, whatever. All the yeah,
2: stuff you listen to. Yeah,
1: whatever podcast uh, listener of choice you're on, we're on all of them at this point. If we aren't, yell at us. Um, yeah, and we'll try. And, to uh, if there. you've been liking the show, if you've been digging the show, you've been listening for a while. Go over to uh, iTunes especially and go give us a good old rating and review over there. Helps us find new listeners, and we yes, appreciate please. that as well. Um but damn there out of the way those are the plugs got him. uh two <laughs> got him, nailed them <laughs> uh, uh what was it 2 weeks ago what were we doing 2 weeks ago that would have been the last time you guys free listeners would have heard from us and uh I believe that we were talking with Donald Bornstein and he brought with him video game zombie movies. We broke the rules oh, a little yeah. bit and went into the, a little bit of the 2000s territory, the 21st yeah. century. And we, and we off-brand episode Resident Evil 2002, directed by Paul W S Anderson, which and was fun. Which was which I was, ended up liking it a lot more <laughs> than uh, yeah. All three I previously of us ended did. up. Uh, I mean, m- maybe also. Mm-hmm. A, out of comparison, we had <laughs> we had to really appreciate the craft of Paul W. S. We were like, oh,
2: so this is good filmmaking. Because then In we comparison. also talked about,
1: obviously, the n- notoriously uh, <laughs> known House of the Dead 2003. Iwi uh, Bull. Yeah, my first Iwi Bull film. Um, and news, he's, a big, he's
2: a big fan of the show.
1: Yeah, Iwi <laughs> Bull uh, tweeted at me and said, go fuck my mother or something along those <laughs> lines
2: dickhead <laughs> uh, because of the episode that happened last week. Everything that I wanted from that episode happened, yeah. so I'm just, I'm very stoked.
1: <laughs> yeah, Iwi Bull uh, tweeted at us and yelled at us and then blocked me. Yeah. Um, so what more could you ask for? So, uh, Review it's so, so Sort of like how they advertised Gotti, that John Travolta mobster movie. They were like, uh, what don't the critics want you to see? Find out for yourself. So, yeah. what doesn't Iwi Bull want you to see? Go listen to that episode. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, and, but one week ago, patrons, you guys would have heard from us, and we would have been talking. George A. Romero oh yeah that was a great we, episode that was we, fun. we did a quality jump <laughs> between the episodes <laughs> yeah. and uh, we followed up our <laughs> some better we,
2: zombie flicks
1: this time around we, we followed up our Night of the Living Dead and the Crazies episode with the episode I've been wanting to get to for a long time which was Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead mm-hmm. mostly because Day of the Dead was one of the biggest uh, horror movie blind spots on on my list I've seen a lot of movies yeah and, me too uh, I, neither Jamie or I had seen it before and we were pretty flabbergasted we both fived it I think yep. right yeah Oh, yeah. Day of the Dead was incredible. Um, So, uh, again, if you want that episode, patreon.com slash podcast. That was last week's episode uh, for patrons. But this week we have brought another special guest on who's brought his own films with him. We have Chris Cabin from the We Hate Movies podcast. A lot of you guys, uh, I hope, are over there listening to that show. So, Mm -hmm. Chris, how are you doing? I'm
0: doing great, man. Thanks for having me.
1: Thanks for coming on. Now, Chris, as 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 the show goes, we have the guests bring two films with them. So, what two films have you brought with you this week, and why have you paired them together?
0: Uh, I brought 1977's Pumping Iron, starring a young uh, ingenue Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, and it was in 1993's Last Action Hero. Again, I guess an in, in an ingenue still. Um, uh. And that's directed by John McTiernan. Uh, I brought these two here because I have, as you know, I have many disagreements. uh, If you've heard the show, Um, this is a big one. I think these are his two best villain movies. Oh, interesting! This will be an interesting
1: little take then. I, I definitely, I had never seen Pumping Iron. Pumping I, Iron,
2: I see, but I, I Last will Action absolutely
1: Hero on, agree with you on on Pumping Iron. Yeah, me too. And but I, I also think I know what you're angling towards with Last Action here. I don't, so I'm which curious. makes me
2: intrigued. <laughs> yeah,
0: but go ahead. I, I, um, so yeah, the two ideas to me. I mean, with nineteen, uh, uh, with both of them, I, the Terminator is usually the one everybody goes to. Yeah, um, as far as as a villain and as his best performance, even which is crazy, but I actually think it's these two. I think these two tell you a lot about who he is and want and who he wants to be, mm-hmm. uh, and it reveals quite a lot about what he sees as his uh, reason for doing this stuff. And if you know anything about the history of the man, it's it, it's it's also interesting to see i mean i i don't want to uh talk total about pumping iron until we get into the segment
2: sure <laughs> but, uh
0: the reason it struck me so much was because he does seem so unguarded and raw and not being coached too much and yet he's still in performative mode yeah uh, and that is super interesting to me. The world me. of
1: bodybuilding will, will definitely get you there. I mean, it's it's how to sculpt your own body as a performance, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, and when I we mean, get more into that, he even talks about it as well. So. Yeah. yeah, and uh, with Last Action Hero, the reason, I mean, I love this movie.
0: Uh, I love the oddities in big uh, action star careers like this. I also have a, a, a deep, completely unjustifiable love for Hudson Hawk.
1: I don't think uh, I've ever as, seen Hudson Hawk. Who's oh, that?
0: One that, that is a weird Bruce Willis movie that you really have to see to believe. Uh, uh, Excellent. Future Oscar winner Richard E. Grant is the villain. Oh, uh, wow. it's, it's really something you got to see.
1: Uh, He's forced to steal Da Vinci works of art yeah. <laughs> for a world domination plot. <laughs> what beautiful. Okay. I'm sold.
0: I am with, sold. With spry sidekick Danny Aiello. <laughs> <laughs> all right very cool um, yeah I mean so yeah I, I think these two movies show a side of him that uh, almost any other movie uh, he's made does not show
1: interesting mm-hmm. well I, I think that I would agree with you and I think that we will get into that yeah in so I'm just excited as, to as we jump about into the segments <laughs> yeah I feel like we already want to jump into it so maybe we will we'll go uh, straight into <laughs> pumping iron
2: here let's do it <laughs>
1: I started reading about gaining weight and uh, weightlifting in some magazines and uh, I saw Arnold's picture and, and when I saw him from all those angles, every angle the shots were taken from, he looked good and I said,
2: well, that's, that's the way I want to look. My father's real tall and I'm short, so I want to be, at least if I can't get as tall as he is, I want to be as wide as he was.
1: All right, we are talking Pumping Iron, the 1977... Uh, 1977- uh, documentary slash docudrama about the uh, the the kind of uh, at the time maybe a more bizarre uh, subculture of professional bodybuilding and the behind the scenes. It feels fascinating to go back and watch this now because bodybuilding is such a public. Uh, I mean like there's so many YouTube fitness bodybuilders yeah. out there now that like, yeah. it's like, like you're watching I mean, all, Instagram you, is just full. You're of watching <laughs> all of these guys who like now would just be uh, social media influencers if yeah. they were around today. Right. right? Exactly. So it's fascinating to go back Instead, and watch this. this guy's
2: thrown a 20 year uh, yeah. movie career. <laughs> and it, it focuses
1: on the 1975, uh, Mr. Olympia, uh, competitions, which from what I came to understand from the film is, uh, for, it was a way for former Mr. Universes, uh, who have already won to sort of compete against each other and continue competing professionally. Um, so you get some of the best of the best and people who have been longtime winners competing uh, yes. uh, against each other. And uh, what the film kind of is is made up of is kind of just a series of behind the scenes interactions and scenes between the uh, competing bodybuilders and how they how they sort of manage both competition and sometimes vague
2: friendships or <laughs> yeah. uh, rivalries. And vague um, is definitely the word when it comes to yeah. <laughs> friendships. It seems like in a moment's notice, they'll su- try to sabotage the other. You know,
1: <laughs> But it, 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 it famously launched the careers of both Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, one Lou Ferrigno, who would play the Hulk, um, and also featured uh, Schwarzenegger's longtime friend, Franco Columbo.
0: Uh, who is? Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the note uh, about that in uh, Last Action Hero. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's my favorite. That's my favorite thing in the whole movie. Yeah, because he—it's it, like it, a Colombo, the director.
1: Yeah, he 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 directed a Jack Slater f- three or four or whatever right. it was, right? Franco Colombo, uh, I think is yeah, the name. Yeah, yeah. So that that's the guy who he uh, shares the podium with at the end of Pumping Iron.
2: Oh, very cool. Okay, I didn't actually make the connection,
1: <laughs> um, but. I had an absolute blast watching this movie because my own, my own relationship yeah. with 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 bodybuilding is that there was uh, not to say that I'm a bodybuilder or I've ever. Yeah, had I was going to say my relationship is I didn't have one
2: <laughs> previously.
1: <laughs> no, I actually had uh, someone I knew in high school who was about one or two years my senior who is now a professional bodybuilder. Oh, dope! And has competed in Mister uh, Universe and and things like this. Oh, cool! So. Oh. Um, Uh, watching him go from like a Justin Bieber looking motherfucker (laughs) to someone who looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger was pretty baffling experience. And it made me kind of fascinated by what psychologically makes someone want to make that transition. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was kind of weird. And I mean, I, this guy makes YouTube videos now and he's huge. He has like hundreds of thousands of views on every video. Um, So like, Watching, seeing someone pre-bodybuilding and post-bodybuilding yeah. has been pretty fascinating. And also, um, ever since uh, Felix on Chapo uh, talked about uh, that rich piano guy, Chris, do you, did you follow any of the rich piano stuff? Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's I mean, Felix has a, a very specific insight to that stuff that I, I can't get enough of. Mm-hmm. Um but I I really love watching these guys do this he because made me go is. down
1: the rabbit hole of that guy's of Rich Piana's YouTube videos. And Rich Piana, unfortunately, uh, is it died. Uh, he had some sort of heart yeah. complication based on his. Uh, was it steroid. due to his size? It, like, it was due to his size yes. and his steroid. Uh, oh. Okay. The steroids that he was taking and stuff like that. He had heart complications.
2: You know what? Of I don't that. know if they mention it, but is like steroids must have been a much bigger thing probably when Arnold Schwarzenegger was doing his uh, Olympia thing. I can imagine it be a more popular thing. Do you know anything about that? <laughs> There was a little, uh, it was legal for a while. And oh, I think
0: okay. He, he did say he used them legally. Uh, oh, and then there okay. was, later in his life, there was this weird, he got into two um, legal cases because, <laughs> and I don't know if anybody else has this problem. Uh, two cases where uh, publications had predicted the date of his death. Wow. <laughs> and, and he sued both of them. <laughs> and he, he won one of them. I don't know about the second one. Uh, but he de- he does seem to be, you know, there's a, a, a weird scene in Pumping Iron where he's talking about, like, uh, the guy
2: uh, who he tricked
0: in the gym. Is this uh, the
2: guy to scream during his competition? Yes, yes. <laughs>
0: um, that guy, like, I thought he was about to talk about, like, because uh, he, he starts the conversation talking about, like, Oh, you know these other things like do these are the things like Donato, do. and I was like, is he going to talk about it? Because I was really excited for a moment, <laughs> yeah. uh, and he doesn't, uh, and it never comes up really in the movie as I remember it
1: no there was no talk of any of any such like that again he, he seemed as much as these guys got access these guys already who are at the top seem like they've already been so trained in performance mode to just be always on all the time yeah to be yeah. to be you know mugging for the camera and to be charismatic and to be you know so it, it, it seems like even though this is a behind the scenes documentary yeah. you're still getting these guys performing for the cameras that are in front of them there
2: yeah I mean even oh. where, like you know you you're you can just see Arnold's charisma right away. Just when, when he's just do it, like giving a simple interview, the, you're the, just the, feeling the part
1: is that he's charismatic in telling you stories where he's being a petty asshole. Right. And yet uh, I'm
2: laughing, <laughs> you know, like, it's like, I don't agree with the, the actions he's taking in order to, to win or sabotage people. But like, for some reason I still find this guy charming Yeah, and it almost sickens <laughs> me.
0: <laughs> the funniest thing to me is that he doesn't seem to
2: understand how shitty he's Yeah, Yeah. For real. <laughs> He, there, you know what you're right there's almost He's like, like I'm just there's almost cute. like an innocence yeah he almost yeah. has this almost childlike innocence about him sabotaging people's careers it's the weirdest <laughs> thing Well and 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 the thing
1: that uh relates to the the Rich the Rich Piano stuff was that I mean Rich Piano was one of these bodybuilding YouTubers up until a few years ago uh up until uh, he just died last year mm. so he was uh, pretty pr- pretty recent but he um he would make all these videos where he would really let you into his life and he would, he would talk to you and he'd be like, it's motherfucking workout time. It's eating time. And he would, he would be very, he, he was very candid about, um, sharing, uh, you know how he's trying to get his weight up or why he's doing this and why he's oh, doing okay. this. And there, there was one period of, of his career where he was trying to be bigger than he usually was. So he was eating, he would, as he said it, he was eating like 18 meals a day. Wow. Um, And, and he's spending the rest of his time working out. Uh, he even did a video one time where he showed everyone how to do the eight hour arm workout. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. And and so he was he was an absolute madman. And yeah. there's one part in one of those videos where he he kind of just breaks it down for you for a second and he does it still in that like charismatic, like I'm not sad way. Yeah. But he just goes, like, I'm I'm really big. Like he's like, I'm 315 pounds right now. And he's like, it's it's something it was like 50 pounds bigger than he usually was. Yeah. And he was like i'm so heavy he was like it's it is hard to carry this around with me like it's hard to do regular movements that's, that's how big nuts. i am and he yeah. would let and it's just the rare moment where you're watching these guys who put on these really hard outer bodies to show Mm. you how strong and tough they are. And then watching this guy just be like, it's fucking hard and it sucks and it's it's a burden. Mm -hmm. It's just like, I am personally just a giant weight and I am carrying myself around. Um, And when you see these, when you see a moment like that and then you can, you can kind of see why these guys are kind of doing what they're doing and it's fascinating how important it is to these guys so that's when you hear a story like Arnold being like oh yeah I sabotaged that guy and you're yeah. being like that's all that guy has that guy's probably going to yeah. commit suicide <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> right, right. It's like, like, it's horrifying. People. Yeah, yeah. And,
1: and Arnold's sitting there, like, laughing, telling you about how he... And it, and it is a funny prank that he played. Yeah, it but is. It, <laughs> it's, it's just, like, you you know, sort of... You kinda, what comes you, along with You kind of get to see the vulnerability of kind of these, these more underdog stories. And yeah. I find it fascinating that as a documentary, this almost... For, for a brief moment, especially with the Lou Ferrigno uh, kind of like a subplot, I guess, yeah. they, they kind of develop Lou Ferrigno as kind of like the, the new young gun, the guy who, and, and Arnold as like the, the jerk jock who the underdog is going to overcome. Right. And this is a movie where the jerk job doesn't wins happen. and <laughs> yeah. gets a successful yeah. movie career for the next of 20 years. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Those the most powerful people in the, in the, the world. W- yeah.
2: yeah, not only that, like Bill Burr had a great stand-up thing where he's like, anyone else think that they could get world famous for doing weights, have a movie career, marry into royalty, and then become governor of California all in one lifetime? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, how many lifetimes would you need to accomplish oh. what this man's done? And then there you I go, mean, right? <laughs> Do you know anything about his, his uh
0: parenting at all? His, no. his his parentage? No. I mean he came, his father was a Nazi police chief. I didn't know that. <laughs> is that maybe why he that. wasn't
2: super sad when he died?
0: <laughs> yes, that was the whole point. Is I, I was like, wait, is he gonna talk again, like every oh, other point
2: I was
1: like, that would have been talk about it?
2: That would have been really important to know, I think, because it comes off as, like, because he's he, super cold and he, just Because th- he does mention
1: him in the movie briefly, but yeah, right. he doesn't mention you that part yeah, of it.
2: Yeah, you're, you're blowing my mind right now. <laughs> and then he also talks about, uh, I mean, this is all
0: from, uh, I, I there was a, a good profile of him uh, on The Guardian, I think it was, or it might have been The Independent, uh, but his unauthorized biographer also uh, apparently had evidence that the father liked his older brother, way more
2: oh. and did
0: not shy away was a, a total alcoholic too but also did not shy away from telling Arnold that he liked his older brother better
2: <laughs> holy shit so this makes
0: complete sense to
2: me when you watch this movie everything has just come together now I appreciate yeah. that the, the little information here because yeah, like,
1: Ar- Ar- Arnold Arnold was gifted a complex that yeah.
2: uh, <laughs> like <laughs> he really had no choice to become like <laughs> Mr. Universe or whatever like wow that's incredible. Yeah, he had to break out. And I mean, the, uh, about the steroid stuff, like
0: 19, it was still the Wild West. Yeah. Uh, at the, like I think of it like the early days of movie, like the 70s and 80s moviemaking, like the time when you could actually probably write off the amount of cocaine that was on a set. <laughs> um, like you probably didn't have to really talk in hushed tones about steroids at that point.
2: Yeah.
0: I think it was probably just happening at that point. If I, I, I might have my, my timeline off here. But it seemed to me like it was around this that where that attention started building.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Another uh, another point with uh, we were talking about the vulnerability of of some of these guys, and I and I noticed the movie starts off with almost showing Arnold in a in a place of being coached rather than you know coaching himself because a lot of the movie is him showing guys how to do poses or or uh how how to open up a little more to show more of the muscle whereas the beginning the very first scene is him actually uh working with a ballet dancer and Uh. it just looks so crazy out of place like this six foot five 250 pound giant man just being uh, instructed by this like 90 pound (laughs) ballerina and uh i thought that that was kind of an interesting way to jump into the film You know, Mm -hmm. just kind of show it it felt vulnerable a little bit because I I always picture, you know, Arnold as, (laughs) you know, he's in charge and he's the leading man. And that time he was uh, actually being instructed. It was almost like the first time I've ever seen that ever. (laughs) Yeah. It's also interesting to see him then later.
0: uh, It's funny that he takes the advice that the uh, ballet teacher gives him Mm -hmm. and he then kind of passes it off as his own later. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's like, no, you you have to look up. You have to look up, you see.
1: Confident. Confident.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Uh, Like that. And I I agree with you completely. Like, I don't know if Schwarzenegger took direction after this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I think he's directing all that shit. Uh, uh, (laughs) But, you know, to me, and that's what's special about it, is that to see him in this, like, even like minutely vulnerable state.
2: Right.
1: It's such a break with everything else we know about him.
2: Exactly. I've just never seen it. I think that was like the first time. So,
1: yeah, well, it's fascinating that he would uh, eventually kind of turn, turn this all into a career where he can't, you know, he kind of just, he is always himself in, in some capacity. Like, you know, like, like he's kind of created the Schwarzenegger performance and you can see it in pumping iron that he, as, as much as he's, uh, uh, he, he, Pumping Iron is like watching him let you into the early stages of him crafting that persona yes, a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so it's, it's pretty fascinating. And he's
2: being himself, so it's coming off naturally. Like, yeah. you know, with like Raw Deal, yeah. for instance, oh, it yeah. comes off a little robotic because he knows he's in a movie. You yeah. know, at least now we see his just kind of natural charisma flow. I bit. just
1: I I just love every time he he tells you his 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 opinion. He lets you into his mindset on what he was thinking about something. Yeah. Which will get get us into Last Action Hero when we eventually get to that because he played such a huge producer role on that apparently. Oh that, okay. Uh, he was involved in like almost every stage of that, including like the promotion and like everything. Um, oh, I didn't uh, know that. So it's just like. It, it's it's interesting especially it's gotta be when a shame
2: you, for him to feel like it's the movie that ruined his movie career then but <laughs> for him to put so much into it well, I, I don't even
1: know that he blames himself i think it's just a case of that he thinks that movie got away from him or oh, i mean okay. they, they blame lots of things they blame yeah. jurassic park opening the week before it and
2: oh okay yeah
0: <laughs> he definitely doesn't blame himself uh, no, I'll, I'll, <laughs> no. I'm certain of that. he's like i am
1: not the problem uh <laughs> in in any such given situation i am not the problem <laughs> Um, but I I absolutely love the scenes where he's sitting there with the cameraman t- just telling you anecdotes, just telling you yeah. stories about things that he's done. And he's got like this giant smug smirk on his face. And the he's whole time. Like, yeah. He's like he's like trying to let you in as like a friend. Like he's telling you a story. And he just has amazing uh, ways of trying to. I mean, because you can again, it's with all Arnold performances. You can see his brain working. Yeah. Cause he, it works just a little slow, but it's there and you can see it going. And in this one, when he is trying to like express himself and how he feels about something, oh, man. Uh, I mean, legendary. Oh, I, yeah. I, I knew, <laughs> I, I knew about this before I even watched the movie, the one where he's talking about how bodybuilding is as satisfying to him as, as coming. And oh he's yeah. Just like yeah. I am coming at the gym. I am coming at home. I am coming backstage. It's fantastic. I am posing in front of 5,000 people. I am always coming. <laughs> That's, I
2: mean, he's living thing. his best life as far as I'm concerned uh, there, man. Good Lord. I
0: mean, like Filth always seems to be forced onto him in his, in his later role. Like Even in the 80s role, it, it, it doesn't seem like his choice to be into sex and violence. But like in this one, you so clearly see he loves that shit.
2: Oh, like, yeah. And it's oh, yeah. so incri-
0: – like, I, I, I just even the prison scene, which was surreal to watch, period. Yeah, for, uh, yeah. When he's, like, saying, uh, who wants a kiss? You want a <laughs> kiss? You want a kiss? And, like, making the shower joke, I was like, well, okay, buddy.
2: Yeah, and then not even that, but the, uh, the woman that he kisses on the cheek, he says something along the lines of, like uh, – someone says something in the off, like in the crowd off, off camera. And then he goes, Oh, well, I don't know when the next time she'll get to kiss. I'm doing her a favor. Yeah. yeah, He has the most confidence I've ever seen in a man. It's unbelievable to the point of conceited, but like, yeah. And
1: then then another guy calls out that he wants a kiss.
2: Yeah. (laughs) And then they make fun of him. Yeah. And that another bizarre thing was like, now I get it. He's a very impressive specimen when it comes to bodybuilding and things like that. But it it gave me kind of this like cringy, awkward feeling when he started to like pose and they were all just like clapping for him in the prison. It just felt odd to me. I don't know what it was exactly, but it just felt weird. I, I loved
1: the the one shot uh where the the, the filmmakers here, uh George Butler and, and Robert Fiore, who who shot a lot of this footage, they hone in on the one guy who is just absolutely flabbergasted by, by Arnold's physique. Oh, he's yeah. just like, yeah. he's got a beautiful body, man. Yeah. Um, he's like, I've I've never seen a man with like twenty-three inch arms or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. like losing his mind. and there is a really strange allure to kind of like watching these guys do do what they do. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. I mean at a certain point it gets like it it kind of just L- looks strange yeah. you know like i just it, it doesn't it doesn't quite look i don't know i, I mean obviously not natural but like i don't know I, I always get a weird vibe when i look at people that are just so In, just, just like, a like that look like he-man like you know what yeah. I, c- I could understand wanting to look fit and look good of course yeah but like at a certain point it's just like it, it's it's a little too far you know <laughs> yeah. you look like hey, an action hey, figure he looks alien yeah <laughs> They all look
0: like they're about to fight a Looney Tunes character. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Which There's is perfect for last
1: action hero. Again, Arnold's casting for a, absolutely makes sense when they would eventually put him in stuff. Like we just talked yeah. about the Conan, the Conan movies. Mm-hmm, and like yeah. we talked about how his physique is a huge part of why Conan the Barbarian works because yeah. he and straight up looks like And the fact that he doesn't like
2: have he, to say many lines, you know, apparently. <laughs> <Yeah, uncoherently. yeah. laughs> <laughs> he, he he walks
1: off of, like, a Conan the Barbarian painting. Yeah. And he just, he looks right. He looks like a drawing that someone... (laughs) Exactly.
2: Another thing uh, going into his mindset that you were speaking on earlier was when he's being interviewed by uh, somebody and he's talking about how he views, like, sculpting the body as just a completely different set of difficulty compared to somebody sculpting a statue where Mm -hmm. he's just like, you know, uh, you you see a statue, you just see a a part you don't like and you can ship it off. What I have to work for two weeks to get my, you know, that kind of thing. Bulging
1: a little bigger. (laughs) Right, exactly.
2: And I, I found that pretty just, just interesting to get into his mindset on how he views like, what is difficulty? I think he only views difficulty as like a physical thing. You know what I mean? I don't think (laughs) he thinks about the emotional stress of anything, really. He just thinks if it's physically difficult, then that is that is work. You know what I mean? And anything else is kind of below that. (laughs) Absolutely. And like art is
0: always weak to him. Yeah. Like throughout his career, art is weak. Uh, and so to see like stuff like that is so uh, endemic of what he believes throughout his career. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's great that he grew out of all these tendencies.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> definitely. <laughs> yeah. He definitely still doesn't hold any of these beliefs to this day. Of course. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> There weren't any
0: major events and scandals that proved that he has not changed whatsoever.
2: <laughs> oh, man.
1: Oh, man. Well, I mean. I mean and and you can see it all right here too is like some of the best stuff about it like he is the number one shit
2: talker Oh yeah like <laughs> Because the rest, like, Lou Ferrigno just kind of, he's, like, taking it most of the time. He's just kind of like, I'm the new guy, and he just sits there and takes all of Arnold's God, abuse. God, I-, I,
1: wanted, I wanted the dramatic underdog biopic about Lou Ferrigno. Like, he's, I wanted he them to genuinely gives physically. a sad performance. <laughs> him, and it, it. did they clarify, is it Lou Ferrigno's dad who's coaching him, or is yeah. it just a coach? Yes. It's yeah, his, it is. Dad. his dad, yeah. Like, that relationship that they, and that they, through just fly-on-the-wall um, documentary footage, managed to actually get a dramatic arc out of that, which is, yeah. like it's really heartbreaking the Lou Ferrigno story where he's trying really hard to compete with Arnold and Arnold is just a superstar before the movie even starts
2: yeah like he was pretty much set up to lose in a sense I mean he's definitely the underdog this is one hell of an underdog story
1: yeah and then obviously again he he's just completely destroyed (laughs) yeah yeah I mean
0: Ferrigno's father to me is kind of the interesting core of it because Mm -hmm. Ferrigno doesn't really understand completely what schwarzenegger is doing this whole time and, and the audience only knows because we get cutaways of him talking to that waller asshole, um the guy who wins uh over mike the american uh teach the oh, teacher oh right oh right yeah right. Uh, um and like t- but Farino's father knows everything he's doing like yeah. you can see it on his face he knows like when he's like Joking with him and all that stuff that he's clearly trying to get in his head. Yep. And Ferrigno, the the main Ferrigno, Lou, doesn't, uh, he doesn't always know it. Like, you can see him, like, fumbling with it, always trying to figure out if he's fucking with him or not.
1: yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and, and the key is to know that Arnold is always, always. on. Always he's always fucking with you. And yeah. every, every I don't move think that guy he does, has like friends, like, like, you know. Honestly, it, it yeah. got it got to the point where the movie almost convinced me that Arnold Schwarzenegger was like a a like a sociopath, like one of those people who's just so focused on success and that every move is like a how can I undermine the guy beside me so that I can get a little bit higher? Yeah. And like and, like, I mean, it's hard to tell because you won't know until you really get into Schwarzenegger's day, like, day-to-day everything that he's doing. Yeah. But, like, this paints a picture of him as someone who is just always ready to uh, cut the wire of the guy beside him so that he can win. Right. Um, or, or, or the guy who would push push the other person when they're getting chased by some sort of monster. <laughs> yeah. So, like... Oh, yeah. And so it it's really fascinating uh, to... Because, I mean, you are just kind of as someone who's familiar with Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, you just kind of always as- associate him with the hero role. And right. this is absolutely Chris is 100 percent right. He is the villain yeah, of, is he's the, the villain. villain of this movie and he wins. He's the villain that wins. Yep. Um, it's so interesting because he uh, like it, it,
0: after this, like just seeing him have to. Put a performance over his performance, almost. Yeah, yeah. Like in the mid '80s and '90s stuff, uh, before Last Action Hero, um, like that. And I think that's why he's so wooden
1: in so many movies. It's like he can't be him. Like he has to be himself. He, he would almost be more charming if he would be like if, if he would let you in on his assholery in his actual movies, but he doesn't yeah. like, like when nope. he goes on and when it goes on to acting, he's playing these scripted roles of the good heroic guy. Right. And that's, and it, it's just interesting because it doesn't seem like that's actually who he was as a person.
2: That's true. No. Did did Arnold ever play a villain? Now that I think about it, Terminator is the main oh, I guess, one. But, but, right. but again, but, then, but, uh, he, but even he now one, they he start plays to, a robot, right, right. And, but even in the second one, then they turn him into like oh, kind yeah. of the, the hero the, the same he, way so I guess the Terminator would be one but he is the
0: villain in uh the new Terminator I, I just read something about how he's going to be the villain in the new Terminator too.
2: okay uh, hopefully that's and, not an absolute piece of I, shit like the other one
0: <laughs> I, I would hope not yeah. uh, but the other one of course is uh Batman and Robin oh,
2: oh right yeah, of course of course uh, I forgot Mr. That, Freeze but that's so campy. Like nobody yeah. fucking
1: takes him seriously in that
2: movie. Right? It's no, he's, not he's, like it's like it's he, not. It's barely the, a got, villain. He's
1: got like the Iceman slippers on, and he's <laughs> yeah. he's, he's singing it's songs for me to meet
2: you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Even then, he has to have like some type of charm. I've never, I guess, besides Terminator, I've never seen him like just be an all-out villain. It, it seems like he has to has to have that bit of a. The hero. I think he needs to be praised. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> he, needs, you know?
1: he, he, he needs to be praised. He definitely needs to win. He needs to be the good guy. he yeah. needs to be be this. And what's <laughs> what's fascinating is that this movie is just him him telling you up front that that's not who he is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I
2: will do what I it need, I need to do to yeah to well, win. And
1: uh, at one point, one of the big dramatic sort of like I guess you could, documentary style monologues that he gives <laughs> is about how he's the one who's willing to d- suffer more pain and more aches than anybody else and he's right. willing to go further he's willing to do yeah. all of this and he was just like if you don't accept my torture as part of the process then it sucks to be you yeah like
2: <laughs> yeah. get better then never <laughs> grow. Yeah. yeah, he's just helping out people man <laughs> <laughs> just strengthening them that's all <laughs> he was like he's, i think he just
0: sees it as weak again like yeah it, 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 he can't do anything but be the asshole like my favorite. Again, uh, I'm not. I'm going to say a bunch of favorites because I, I I really love this movie. But uh, the when he is laying on the grass with like his his king of horror, uh and talking about how he should talk to Perigno, mm. uh before the thing, and he's like, eh, yeah, be nice,
2: be nice, yeah, just so that he knows how childish he is. <laughs> Doesn't he even say something along the lines of like he's. I'm his father, or something like that. I am the father. He is the baby, or something like that. No, because he
1: because he, he's he's talking about how like <laughs> d- like d- d- don't these guys know? Like I, I think it's like the third or fourth time that he's told this story about how he fucking psychologically, like Sasses engages in psychological warfare against his competitors. Yeah, and I think the, I think people. the the question that they ask is like, don't these people? Like you'd think that they would know, right? Like yeah. they would not. After stop. a while, they would stop trusting. Gain a you.
2: reputation or something, yeah.
1: Yeah, and then he goes, no, no. He's like, it, all I do is I, I, I put on the little, the the little smirk. I, I give them the the little <laughs> advice, and I, I am the, I am the daddy again. Like I'm the papa.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I hate that I love him. Like it's like, yeah, he's such a dick, but it's <laughs> I, oh man, he just makes me laugh. Holy shit. I mean, he
0: does that with <laughs> Colombo too, who, like, is clearly his, uh, looks like his friend, at least. Like, Frigno is always set up as kind of his rival. Uh, but they at least try to make Franco look like his buddy. But then, like, he's like, uh, somebody asks him, like, oh, how about Franco? You know, isn't he your friend? He's like, oh, he's a nice boy. He, he's a, baby. He's a <laughs> yeah. baby. And then I crush him like a baby. And I just have to, I just have to remember him like that.
1: <laughs> oh,
2: man. Oh, what a, what a
1: man Just what a man One, one of the absolute uh, best scenes In the whole movie though Is um, right before the competition When they're all doing their last minute workouts To like get their, their, their muscles bulging Get the sweat going Get right. everything going so that they look good um, And th- they're all forced to be in the same room as each other Like working out side by side
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, And just watching uh, Like Arnold Work the room yeah. Is amazing. Oh man! Because oh. you can you can see this 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 big smile on his face as he he looks over at Fergino and he's like, you know, giving him this look that says, "Oh, you're fucking tiny." And yeah. Fergino's trying to like work out, and frigno can't figure out if he's like trying to psych him out or something, and he is. But it's just the idea of him possibly psyching you out is psyching <laughs> you out is enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, he like
2: knows it. He's just a ghost. Yeah, and uh, s- ghost. some
1: of the guys are like being like, "I'm I'm watching you." <laughs> yeah. all right you know and and uh th- there's another one where two of them are working working out really really closely and arnold's head is near the guy's weight and he's just like we don't want no accidents in here <laughs> and you're yeah. just like that's ominous dude <laughs>
0: yeah. I- i'm pretty sure he's killed at least one person <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah or at least like set it up in final destination style or uh, yeah. Something, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: Orchestrated some Rube Goldberg machine. Or <laughs> yeah, some,
0: yeah. Uh, no, th- there's been an accident. Oh no. <laughs> oh no, it's a new kind of deadlift.
2: Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, just giving you advice, dude. Just giving yeah. you advice. And then once it all, uh, once it all wraps up too, I, I found this really interesting. It's like now competition is over, right? Now yeah. we, now you assume you're gonna get to see. Arnold, with maybe a little bit of his guard down, or just at least being more friendly, or at also, least. Also, what more an personable. asshole, by the
1: way, to win, win the whole thing, and then retire. Uh, oh Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah, that, 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 that's that like classic like you win, and then you're just like, I am now retiring undefeated. Uh, <laughs> I feel like you don't see
0: it in the shot, but I feel like when he's making that speech at the end, he's like locking eyes with Lou Ferrigno the whole time. <laughs> yeah, he's like, just you'll so never beat knows. me. Yeah.
2: <laughs> know that you'll, this was your shot yep. and it's over. Exactly.
0: <laughs> but uh, I, I, I don't think, and, uh, you know, uh, Schwarzenegger originally was the original uh, guy who was supposed to play the Hulk and Ferrigno oh. got it. And like, that's not even like, I, I guess that you could kind of count that as a win, but not really. He, As yeah. compared to what Schwarzenegger's done. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bruno has to take such little like happiness back to himself. <laughs> it's it's really sad. <laughs> yeah.
2: And then the uh and then like when they so when he breaks down it's after the uh after everything's over and, and Arnold wins. Um you know he's he's smoking and he's and he's drinking and he's like enjoying himself or whatever. So it's a moment where you kind of get to see him like chill for 10 seconds. But then immediately after when you think he might start, you know, being a little bit more friendly with Ferrigno or whatever because the competition's over. He's still – the movie ends with him basically fucking with Ferrigno still. And Ferrigno's just kind of sitting there with his giant arms just kind of oh, like oh, oh, shy yeah. and like oh. – when, when, when they're on the bus? <laughs> yeah, when they're on the bus. He's still kind of messing with them. It's just yeah, You were like, dude, you, you already won. Yeah, you like,
1: already dude,
2: won. <laughs> <laughs> leave Lou alone. He's like teasing him <laughs> with –
0: yeah it's like, like the weirdest thing i've ever seen in my life <laughs> hello hello do you want some cheesecake <laughs> yeah. would you like some meatballs <laughs> how about some more just cheese <laughs> and like you're like just stop and i mean the funny <sighs> the, the the happy birthday uh, scene after the competition oh yeah you gotta rem- he arnold is wearing a shirt <laughs> that says arnold is numero uno <laughs> uno yeah and you know, he had to make that before he came there. Yeah, because he so needed he to, to prep. <laughs> so he had this whole point. Like, it, it's just incredible. And, like, he's just wearing it. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And you just feel so bad for Ferdinand. And his dad, who is just in the corner, like, squatting almost.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was glad to see that the dad didn't, like, there wasn't a scene where they he got, like, cold to Lou. I enjoyed that he actually went up to Ferrigno after and was like, hey, man, you did a fantastic job. This was your first outing. You got third place against Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, you should be proud of yourself. I mean, this is
1: not the end of your story. Yeah, I was, yeah. It was
2: nice to see Lou get a little bit of a pat on the back, you know?
1: <laughs> Still from his own, his, his own even, dad. Even if it's from his
2: own dad. <laughs> Damn it, Josh, you took away the niceness. Yeah.
1: <laughs> 'm I'm, I'm, I'm here to do that uh b- b- before we enter the reductive rating round on this one I wanted to comment on the music mm-hmm. uh awesome theme song uh about uh everybody everybody wants to live forever that's that's the big that's oh, the big yeah. thing and they're, they're 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 pumping the iron dude yeah oh it's good stuff it's good stuff it's i mean
2: just-
0: it's kind of a sex jam too. Yeah, <laughs> which I mean, it, it goes with the coming scene, but like otherwise, I was like, this is an odd choice, but I, I dug it. completely. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, I got, I gotta say. W- uh, I had never seen this one before, so I didn't expect it to be as funny as it was. And yeah. I, I mean, I was laughing a lot. This is maybe my one, uh, cause as we kind of enter the reductive rating round and final statements part, which for you, Chris, is where we just remove all the words and nuance. It, it used to be, we just gave a rating, but now it just, yeah, seems now to we be, just explain. It's just, yeah, we keep going on <laughs> and on and on forever. Um, but uh, to explain my rating a little bit, because I, I'm, I was struggling between the three and the four on this one. I ended up going with the higher three on it, and my only real like negative aspect of it was that I did, and and it, it it's also I could see an argument to be why it's part of the movie, but I did feel like the movie was kind of mean in how mm. funny it was uh, <laughs> because I found myself laughing and like like Arnold is the funny almost. Yeah. he's the presence that you latch onto in this movie because he's such a larger presence. Yeah. Um, and I, I felt like, I, I felt like me personally, I almost wish the movie was a little bit more psychologically engaged in how sad some of this stuff was. Sure. Whereas I felt like a lot of it was more just kind of like funny and mean in a way that yeah. I, as, as is always the case when you're adri- looking at documentaries and how they treat subjects because I don't think it's anything that these filmmakers necessarily do. I think they just document fly on the one wall style, this kind of this subculture itself. Yeah. But I, I, I definitely left going, I want the rich piano movie where someone addresses how sad that, what that lifestyle was. And that this movie wasn't quite that it interested really, in that yeah, kind of stuff. It just
2: did the fly on the wall kind of thing. The majority of the time. Yeah. Which I it, did like, cause that's what kind of gives that, just it, it allows you to enter into the environment completely neutral in a sense yeah like
1: you you feel like whoever's on camera is who has control of that situation right. a lot of the time right. and it, and it does feel like the biggest asshole gets the most control over yeah. what this movie ends up looking like um yeah. which is entertaining but i'm not sure that it's uh, you know uh necessarily what i would have the most interesting angle for some of this subject matter. Sure. Um, but that would be like, that was like the only thing that kind of stood out in the back of my head while I was, while I was watching the movie. Cause uh, for, uh, for the most part, this was a pretty easy breezy watch for me, yeah, where me I laughed too. my ass off, and I can't think of another documentary that I laughed my ass off watching. Yeah. so you know, it, it has its own value in a way. But that's the only thing that I would point out that I was thinking about when I was thinking, why, what, what could I have wanted from more? Yeah, you, you didn't laugh at the act of killing. No. That's well, yeah. Okay. Do you know what? Hoot, hoot and holler, gem right there. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> just just an all-around knee slapper.
1: Yeah, I don't think you've ever seen Act of Killing, have you, Jamie?
2: Well, no. Is that's
1: it the, that, that's the one where those those guys that uh, they interview these people who were who committed atrocities and stuff like at that? The,
2: at the end, does he act out a scene in which he gets strangled himself, and then he comes to a realization that he did terrible things to people? Is that the same yeah. one? Yeah. yeah, that's it. I have seen like, it, and it's fucking it's pretty crazy brutal. Yeah, that <laughs> ending where he's just gagging and like, yeah, yeah, it's it is insane. I have seen it. <laughs> But for you, Jamie, uh, for me, uh, I almost I'm I'm kind of struggling right now. Like I gave it I gave it a three before and, yeah. and, you know, it was like a high three. I was struggling between the three and the four. Yeah. And the reason I didn't give it the four was just because I was like I was thoroughly entertained by it. I yeah. just couldn't picture myself ever feeling like I'd need to go back to dive in a little deeper or whatever. Or ah, so this is what we habit. like though.
1: So the conversation convinced you otherwise you had mo- <laughs> now. Well,
2: yeah, especially when you said, uh, that he's like a super villain. <laughs> it it, it kind of gave me this cause I had that idea, I think in the back of my head, but I never really, I never really gave it a lot of thought. And when I'm looking at it now, I, it's almost more entertaining to me that that he, it's true. It's like the first thing that establishes him as a, as a Hollywood leading uh, good guy is one of the most like most villain-esque you know, performances in a documentary in yeah. which he's being himself. Yeah. So like, it's like,
1: like, like if Arnold Schwarzenegger was in a teen movie, he would absolutely be the bully character right. that like everyone has to overcome.
2: Yeah. And it's like, like it, it has to,
1: has to learn a lesson of some sort by the end.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so with all that with like the connections now and knowing Arnold and then knowing where this <laughs> is like his start, I almost want to give it the four, but I, I just, I have a hard time doing that when I, haven't watched it and I definitively say it. So right now I'm going to give it the high three, but this conversation did lead me to think I liked it even more than I already did. So yeah,
0: that's good for you, Chris, you know, I'm going to give it, uh, the four, uh, because, uh, I mean, to me it is, it is the one movie where you get a full picture of him,
2: Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: but, and like, uh, honestly, like he's almost Trumpian, uh, (laughs) Weird. I mean it's really weird to me when I look back at this. And if you go into like you're saying like you he gets all these hero roles after this, but like you re watch Conan the Barbarian and you rewatch even Predator, which also John McTiernan did, um like they're politically are not great.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: And yeah, you can point. kind of see them as I mean they're fascistic characters. I mean, maybe less so in Predator, but in Conan definitely he's a full fascistic character and they they doubled down on that uh in destroyer i think
1: in, uh, definitely um, in destroyer <laughs>
0: crazy a crazy fucking movie yeah uh, we ju-
1: we just watched both for the first time and we yeah, were pretty we did them a few weeks ago yeah the yeah, big like
0: cartoon eyes bulging out of your head type movie we're like wow, <laughs> how did you get this done
1: yeah
2: exactly uh,
0: but yeah, I think you need to see this to understand him. Uh, I mean, even with him as the politician, him as the public figure, him as the the guy who fucked his mate, like that,
2: <laughs> that
0: whole thing feeds, you can see it so clearly in yeah. this movie and it's, it's, it's honestly breathtaking.
2: Yeah. It, it's incredibly fascinating. <laughs>
1: it, it, it points the trajectory quite clearly. Yeah,
2: you're like, oh, okay. This is that guy. <laughs>
1: And they were like, it's so awesome that this guy has succeeded. And like probably, yeah. th- I mean, imagine what he did in the movie industry. How many lives did he ruin as soon as he was able yeah, to get producer me. credits <laughs> and have get, power yeah. behind the scenes? Oh, man.
2: He's like prepping <laughs> prepping people for the auditions. Yeah. You should scream <laughs> yeah. when you get in there.
0: <laughs> I guarantee you he did that to Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah. <laughs> this is not, I, I, I know it in my heart. He did something like that to Jean-Claude Van Damme. Absolutely. He was like, the there, there can dude. only
1: be one. Action star <laughs> yeah. with an accent. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, they're and they're all like that. Like, I, I, the other thing is, like, it also to me is uh, 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 I I don't know if anybody else has, like, Stallone doesn't have a movie like this. Van Damme doesn't have a movie like this unless, I mean, JCVD, but that comes way, way, way later. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, or Dolph, like, they all have that kind of. Mentality. I don't know. Have you guys seen um Electric Boogaloo, the documentary about canon films? No. There is a great uh, or first of all, it's a great movie, but uh there's a good anecdote in it where Sylvester Stallone, I think it was Stallone, not Schwarzenegger, who comes onto the set of Masters of the Universe and looks at Dolph Lundgren and like talks to the director and he's like, You're gonna let this guy talk like that in your movie? And you're just like, oh, my God, what the guy's it, what <laughs> <laughs> the guy's about to perform. Are you fucking nuts? And you just see like that's how they think. And like the way that you they are all notoriously like you can, they cannot be directed. They are the yeah. directors like that. It all feeds in. It, it makes so much sense when you see this. It really it, it, to me, it, it really latches onto your brain.
2: Yeah, it does all, yeah. like, piece it together. I, I have it. a feeling that
1: every Arnold watch from now on is going to be painted by the fact that I kind of know Scene who Arnold is iron. now. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it also do, it also doesn't help that, like, Arnold hmm. in general, as we'll get into in Last Action Hero, which, which definitely uses the image that he's built in between these two movies as right. kind of its jumping off point, right. hmm. um, that it's, again... A thing we've always talked about with Arnold is that he's so self-conscious all of the time. And you can see it here. And then now you have to add on to the fact that he's being paid to put on a performance for money. So then you have to add a whole nother aspect onto this and where that, you know, he he he's getting lauded with filmmaking praise. Right. Or like, you know, the, the way that the camera looks at him and the way that it, you know, so it's just we, we get into a whole nother conversation as we maybe bridge into last action hero. Yeah, so. like think
2: about the fact that this was his ego. Before Terminator. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, <exactly>. you know <laughs> like, holy shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, well, I think that might wrap it up for Pumping Iron, and we're gonna be right back and we are gonna be talking Last Action Hero. Yeah. Where am I now? This isn't the movies anymore, Jack. Please be careful, things were different here. Damn it, that hurt. Arnold Schwarzenegger
2: is Jack Slater. No! This hero stuff has its limits. And Jack Slater is...
1: Everybody down. down!
2: The Last Action
0: Hero. The big ticket for 93. I'll
2: be back. Ha! You did not gonna say that, did you?
1: That's what you always say. I do? Alright, we are back and we are talking Last Action Hero. The 1993... Uh, um, American action, fantasy, comedy. Yeah, <laughs> all together. <laughs> Lots uh, of meta stuff.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very.
1: Directed by the legendary uh, action filmmaker John McTiernan. Ooh, yeah. Obviously, he made he made Die Hard. We've already talked about him on the show, and he made Predator. Yes. Um, the, the, the film is, uh, obviously, it stars Arnold Schwarzenegger, as is the connection with, with with Pumping Iron, and it has a meta quality to it being uh, written by, uh, originally written by two uh, just film nerds, Zach Penn and Adam Leff, who wanted to make a a, a parody, a satire, of sort of action movie excess hmm. um, and then eventually uh, transformed in the screenplay department by one uh, Shane Black. I was going to say, our boy. He rewrote yes. their screenplay and he rewrote it so much that they gave him screenplay credit on it instead of the other guys who wrote the original draft. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and I think I, he's
2: and even first on the on the credits. Yeah, at least I, in I,
1: as far as I know, the uh, guys who wrote the original screenplay are a little pissed about it because they initially oh. intended it to be kind of a parody of Shane black movies at the time because before, because before Shane Black was like really into, you know, before he was doing stuff like the nice guys or he was doing kiss, kiss, bang, bang, which Mm -hmm. is like one of the ultimate like neo-noir sort of tongue in cheek satire type deals. Um, you know, he got started writing things like monster squad and lethal weapon and last boy scout, which had, you know, which had a comedic attitude to them, but absolutely traveled in the kind of tropes that this movie seeks to take aim at. Um, so, for for them seeing the guy that they were making fun of rewrite their screenplay <laughs>
2: yeah that's kind of, when you really think it's about a nightmare that scenario yeah, there's yeah, it's, some it's layers to that devastation s- <laughs> scenario um,
1: but they got really lucky because shane black uh it, as much as uh you know there's were there are bigger hacks to take a look at your screenplay and re, reinvigorate it <laughs> absolutely um and uh th- Shane black has a sense of humor, so he is at least able to still poke fun at himself. And John McTiernan is able to convincingly create the visual understanding you already have for these kinds of films. Yeah. and I mean,
2: McTiernan knows what he's doing when it comes to action flicks. So he (laughs) knows the tropes.
1: Yeah. And also,
0: I mean, it feels like this was Black's (laughs) turn towards what he was doing in kiss, kiss, bang, bang, uh, nice guys. And I would even say iron man three. Um, oh,
1: absolutely. Yeah. Uh,
0: whereas, like, because it, it was this, and then I think he did uh, The Long Kiss Goodnight, and then after that, it's 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 done until Kiss Kiss Bang Bang.
1: Yes. Uh,
0: and I think he had written The Long Kiss Goodnight before Last Action Hero, if I remember correctly. Uh, but, like, this, to me, shows so much of where he was going with that stuff, of, like, being able to talk about what what male fantasies are built on Mm -hmm. uh, and what, and what is like the reality of the situation, but not going so far as to really demonize it.
1: No, well, because that's the most impressive thing I think about last action hero is that, it's it's both a send up of a lot of this stuff, but it's also so convincingly rendered that you still buy into it while you're watching it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so and, and it kind of directly interrogates the idea of why do we buy into this stuff? And it's it's it reminds me of that Deadwood quote: the uh, it's a lie agreed upon. It's a similar <laughs> thing here, where like there's there's a sense of disbelief that we all go in and we all accept. Yep. And your brain – and it, this movie kind of directly wrestles with its its main character, the sort of young child character who's a big avid movie fan, who is a little bit grating, uh, mostly in that way that just like a, a child actor who's way too smart uh, just yeah. kind of can be sometimes. But Although I will sort of, say I did
2: find him charming. I did like him oh, overall. I,
1: I like him, and I think that his inclusion is really important to this oh, movie yeah. because yep. his his – he is sort of our gateway into someone who knows the tropes yeah. and someone who uh, and he kind of renders the situation again where he finds them entertaining and he he also finds a sense of catharsis out of understanding the order in which they work I love the bits where he's calling out what's gonna happen and he's like oh he's gonna make it but the two cops are gonna be dead and that look of satisfaction when he ends up being
2: right yeah um or even little moments where he's like playing chicken with the bad guy and he goes Wait a minute, I'm the comedic side character. Yeah. <laughs> like he, I'm not going to survive this. That kind of yep. uh, self realization. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I, I like that they, because
0: the absurdity of it, and that's what they, they, they like to, uh, that's what he latches onto. Both McTiernan and Black latch onto that. Uh, and what I like about it is that they do, like, many times make references that action movies are for babies. <laughs> like, like the cart- Like him watching the cartoon. Right after you see the, uh, the the amazing Arnold Schwarzenegger Hamlet, oh my God, um, that's yeah. one of the best parts. I was, I was dying. Absolutely. Uh, and like after it, it he's like it hey,
1: literally claudius <laughs> you killed my dad <laughs> that's the part where he picks him up and he throws him through the stained glass oh, yeah. window. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: you killed my father big mistake
1: <laughs> <laughs> to be or not to be yeah. not to
0: be <laughs> <laughs> the castle just explodes I Something would in the state of Denmark. Would I would not <laughs> yeah, give exactly to see that
2: voice. full feature film oh yeah oh my god that would be
0: amazing <laughs> the cool thing is that they literally cut right from that into a cartoon oh yeah of an explosion and like it's all through this movie and having the kid there and even a grading kid to me mm-hmm. it signals so much of like not trying to, sh- to uh, stripping the veil off the idea that these, these are adult are- films yeah yeah. Like to me, you could remake this now for Star Wars and Marvel and all that shit, uh, and really have something interesting. I think, and it, 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 where most parodies fail to really get at the heart of why these movies both work and are horrible, this has that that line right down the middle. Yeah, does work, but like it does have that sight right down the middle.
2: Yeah. It's like it's almost like how you also engage with action movies as you as you grow older. I remember, you know, watching like when I was 12 and I saw Face Off for the first time, I wasn't thinking about, you know, all the meta stuff or 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 just how batshit insane it was. I just saw like it was just a constant feeding of my brain, like impulses. It was just like going off. I was just so excited about every little thing. And I think we tend to, as we get older, just start to be like, oh, well, that plot point doesn't make sense. That plot point doesn't make sense and all that. And I guess that yep. the kid is kind of that representation of just letting it go and accepting all of all, all the crazy shit that happens well, in an action. I, the movie. worst part
1: is, is this kid now would definitely have a YouTube channel where he points out plot points and yeah. stuff.
2: <laughs> yeah, which yeah. sucks.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. He would be on YouTube saying, hey, man, what time I was in a movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger. And, like. Uh, uh, And like, he would be so screwed up after this. (laughs) He would, he would, he'd have to become a YouTube guy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I, I think that his inclusion is just really interesting because his, his inclusion is as the person who, buys into the disbelief and the collective disbelief of just accepting that some of this stuff is nonsense and it doesn't make sense. Yeah. But that in its own way kind of makes sense. Yeah. That, <laughs> that we, we, we make sense of it in our that, own yeah, way. That creates
2: logic yeah. itself. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. It's like, it's now it makes of sense of in it's, my world. It,
1: it's the creation of this sort of escape, <laughs> yeah. escape, escapism fiction in a way. Right. Um, and what's fascinating is that eventually Shane, Shane Black and, 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 and company, um, sort of paint that as itself, its own kind of, uh, uh, box or like a trap. And you end up getting into the idea of Arnold, who is playing, uh, Jack Slater, this, uh, fictional character, um, played by Arnold Schwarzenegger also in the film. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, who, you know, he, he, he's cartoonishly macho and part of the eighties action excess movie. Um, and he minds that for kind of how sad and repetitive and uh, superficial it all is, really. Y- yeah. It, in a way that there's actual genuine melancholy in his performance. And again, every it's, great yeah, Arnold especially performance, especially as it
2: progresses. Yeah. Well, yeah. and
1: every great Arnold performance is always some uh, for me is always some sort of robotic performance of some kind yeah um and again when he's playing this fabricated character that someone else has invented for his own entertainment um but again he th- the way that this mines that for how that person would feel being in that role and and having a self-realization of being that oh yeah the, the, eventually this movie is just arnold's the existential crisis machine <laughs> yeah um yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's incredible
0: i mean it's miraculous that this thing got made to me uh, yeah, and that it works
1: in any capacity is yeah.
0: insane. And like you can tell that people were baffled by it when it came out cuz it got panned by most people and it was oh, yeah. a, a flop as i remember. Yeah, yeah. it was
1: a yeah. massive critical and financial
2: what flop. What were people saying about it? Like what was what was the critique mostly? Was it just like It was about nothing. Well, that's yeah. the kind of the the meta <laughs> part is the point of the whole thing. So yeah, like- I
1: think, I think people, the main, the main criticism was just that like, it was just a, it was like an SNL parody of action movies, wow. which, which I don't think is they correct. So again, um, Cause as, as, as we talk about it now, again, I, I think the way that this incorporates the, the kid who's wrestling with his own understanding of these movies and then the, and car- the real world and that it fleshes out the, uh, two dimensional action star and, as having his own emotional reality that is separate yeah. is once in- he
2: realizes how, how just kind of superficial his he's entire like, Holy being fuck, is. I'm a movie. Like,
1: yeah. and, and there, oh. he has, he has this great line where he, uh, he, he brings up, uh, the fact that, you know, it's, it's so funny that they exploded the house or whatever. And then he lost his job and everything. And the kids like having such a great time. He's like, this is such an entertaining movie that we're in. Yeah. And he's just like, I just lost my fucking job. Yeah. He's just like this thing that you call entertainment is like it's, it's my, my life, life dude. Right. Like, exactly. so the guy, the
0: guy, uh, my my uh, one of the best scenes to me is uh, at the end where uh, him and the goat Robert Prosky um, are talking about like the, his his kid dying because the the movie starts with him in a Jack Slater action movie where uh, Tom Noonan's Ripper uh, kills his son in a Jack Slater movie. Uh, and at the end he, he makes a point. He's like, I had to feel all those things about my son dying. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Kid died. And like, I, I was kind of, I, my, my dream was that there was going to be, uh, the kid was going to be at the, uh, premiere at the end. (laughs) Oh yeah. The the kid, the guy who, the kid who played him, uh, the, the son. Right. And that he would just like, he would just, be destroyed. Oh, Um, that would have been good. Yeah. But like, that's not how they go with it. And like, but you do get this sense, like if Arnold was an actual actor, uh, that I, I felt actually cared about his characters in any way, you can
2: see where that would make sense. Mm -hmm. Mm Hmm. And they also, like the kid mentions, has a has a line where he's like, these are the sequels. They have to keep throwing more shit at you. So even as he's like excited about all of this, he's telling Schwarzenegger, it's only going to get worse. It's yep. only going to keep getting worse for you, man. Yep. The more sequels we have, the more shit's going to happen to yeah, you. Yeah, he's just like, I just
1: want to be a regular
2: cop, dude. <laughs> he's like. like, nope, we need Jack Slater 5, baby. Yeah, Jack Slater 7, Vengeance for
0: Whitney. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. So... <laughs> I think we should dispel that right off the bat. This is a movie that actually is about things. Uh, I'm, yeah, I was flabbergasted on, when I read yes. that
2: criticism that people were like, that's this amazing is, to That me. this I is can't, just a parody. Amazing in a negative way. I just like, how? Well, because do
1: you... I, I mean, if, if you're looking at this solely on a narrative level, like, yeah, sure. Like what does the kid learn that like magic is a thing that's real and like Arnold Schwarzenegger eventually retreats back into the the, the 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 movie universe at some point because right he can't but even he
2: i mean i think he ends it trauma. like telling the chief he's like we need to stop shooting so many people and he's like starts ending it that way so his character has had <laughs> well because a change. He, he realizes now
1: that he can start exercising control over the movie universe and and, right. and things like that mm-hmm.
0: um i mean he literally confronts Death at the end of this. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. And like, De- death I don't know walks how you... out of the seventh seal. <laughs> Ethan <Yeah. laughs> McKellen, baby. I don't know how you say something like that and, and be like, no, that's about nothing. That right there is about nothing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And death that's even I name. think I think death doesn't they have a line where he's like, uh, I don't deal with fiction or something like yeah. that in order to not kill him.
1: Well yeah, and he uh I mean he has I think I think, honestly, one of the most genuine emotional uh, deliveries I've ever seen from Arnold Schwarzenegger, which is where him playing Jack Slater in the human world, in the real world now, having left the screen, goes to the movie premiere of Jack Slater 4, and everyone thinks he's like, oh, he's in character. It's, hey, Arnold, what's up, dude, and blah, blah, blah. He starts trying to pummel the shit out of himself, Arnold Schwarzenegger, the guy who plays him, And he says, you've caused me nothing but pain. (laughs) (laughs) That is, that's so
0: good. That is to me the key to the whole movie and why I think of him as a villain in this. Mm Because it's not Jack Slater who's the villain.
1: It's It's Arnold Schwarzenegger.
2: Yeah. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay. Yeah. That's exactly what I thought. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because he, like, you got to understand, like, he wasn't without controversy before this. There were groping allegations. There were all kinds of shit. Um, But, like, you can tell this idea, and it's really almost prophetic, because you see who he is now, and, like, all he wants to be is the guy he's on the screen. Right. (laughs) That's who he wants to be so badly. But he's not him. He's never been him. And as you saw in Pumping Iron, deep down, he definitely is not heroic.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. And he (laughs) wants to be, it almost seems... It's yeah, almost, so, but, but he doesn't quite – he doesn't quite want to be. He almost wants to just be perceived that way it seems. He doesn't want to take the actions to, to be yeah. that person, but he wants to be perceived and praised as such. As the fi- Like the fictional version of him is what he
0: wants to right. – he hates – this. I mean literally it's saying I don't like myself.
2: <laughs> which is – and this, this – I was just going to say something here, which it, do you think that he, he could not have possibly been aware of that? Like, do you think Shane Black was writing this, and he knew about these kind of these these character moments? Because there's no way that Arnold Schwarzenegger would have understood <laughs> that and yeah. gone, "Oh, I'm totally cool with this movie making me look like a total fucking asshole." Um, I mean, Black has had
0: a pretty big history of doing stuff like this that just completely subverts. Like, yeah. I think that's a hundred percent true. I don't think uh, Schwarzenegger had any idea. Yeah, and maybe when he saw there's the no premiere way. of it. He saw that moment and was like, that's why I hate this movie and that's why it's the downfall of my career, despite the fact that in a year later, True Lies comes out for fuck's sake. (laughs) Yeah,
2: (laughs) yeah, that's uh, another another point that that correlates with this is when they're doing the actual uh, red carpet interview and he's with his wife, the wife is treating him like she's a manager. She's telling him what to say, she's <laughs> telling him what not to say. She like it, it's it's not it does not come off as a loving relationship in this oh movie my- when uh, it, like it's just so weird to me that Arnold would not be aware of these things. It's like he when he's playing himself on that red carpet, he comes off as one of the most like superficial, <laughs> controlled by by the people that are above him and teaching him how to live in Hollywood obviously, <laughs> things like that. It just seems so it's so bizarre. It's just it's Well, just yeah, and this, was,
1: this was around There's, the time of the Planet Hollywood stuff too, right? And like, oh, God.
2: What was the Planet Hollywood stuff?
1: Chris? He, <laughs> uh, do, uh, have, do you know what a Planet Hollywood is? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so
0: it went bankrupt eventually. Okay. Uh, I don't, but, but at the time, he was promoting the hell of it because he wanted it to be the biggest thing in the world. And I don't think it ever uh-huh. was like – I think it had a year there where it was like making money and it was a thing.
1: Yeah, but I went to
2: one in Disney World one time. <laughs> But that's it. And it was so expensive, it was ridiculous. But this, to, this is
1: around the time that everyone was like, Arnold has sold out and is basically just, like, making...
2: Okay. He's not doing the Terminator anymore. No, he's, he's doing commercials. And, gotcha. like, he's
1: doing, you know, like, so this was a... And it didn't help that Last Action Hero, they spent a lot of money trying to cross-promote the shit out of it with, like, McDonald's
2: toys and video games and, like... It just doesn't yeah yeah I get why people in a sense would have like a sour taste in their mouth after well, that Well and
1: and it had a pr- production trouble where they 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 forced it to meet a deadline that they weren't supposed to meet. I don't think it actually affected the quality of the film. It was just a case no, of I don't think they so. they really everyone heard about that and they were like, "Oh my god, well, this was just a hatchet job and they they were you. it's very cynically yeah. made and it's traveling in all of these sort of like it, it it thinks it's aware but it's still doing it and all of this uh w- which maybe we should mm. get into that aspect because while we're talking about the meta aspect which i think is is really strong and should dispel the idea that this movie isn't uh about anything yeah for real this movie is front to back 2 2 hours and 10 minutes and it is front to back loaded yep with yep. physical comedy gags a like looney tune sense of like comic elasticity uh, it reminded me of Joe Dante um, doing Gremlins, Gremlins oh, okay. 2. It honestly reminded me of Gremlins 2 a little bit. Well, yeah. the fact that those two movies came out so close together is actually pretty cool. Um, and uh, the fact that McTiernan is just such an excellent visual filmmaker, a dude who came off of, you know, he he, he came out with the sort of the Michael Manns and uh, the, the Tony Scotts and these guys who really kind of came up as visually oriented, thinking through the uh, visuals in a commercial sense, even like before in in the sense that like actually making music videos and things like this, yeah. uh, that's the way that they thought of images. Okay. So when, when he comes in and he makes this, this movie, I was shocked at just how good the action scenes are. And oh, like, yeah. like everything They're just fantastic. really, this movie moves. It's so uh, amazingly visually constructed and, and thought mm-hmm. through storyboarded. Oh. So I was just like, the fact that people thought that like this was an effortless parody, or like oh, th- that they, they put the camera down and had and, <laughs> and had Arnold like improv, I was like, no, th- there's a lot of effort that went into the writing and Absolutely. the filmmaking here.
0: There's so much detail. Yeah. there's so much detail. Like uh, I think to the scene at the end of the first big car chase when Danny uh, enters the movie and is uh, into uh, Jack Slater's backseat, uh, I think about when you see the Coke trucks. Mm-hmm. Like what a an in, like usually you would try to just like uh, a a somewhat you know somebody picks up a can of coke and takes a sip <laughs> something <laughs> like that. He has a fleet of Coca-Cola trucks. Like it he just pushes every absurdity of these uh, every absurdity of this of these movies to the hilt. Yeah. yeah. And the, like where like the guy's got a coke the guy's driving a Coca-Cola truck. There's a diet coke truck, there's a coke truck. I think there's an <laughs> uh, like a clear Coke truck or something like that. (laughs) It's insane. I mean, uh, to say that he's not thinking in this movie is crazy.
1: No. Um, and, and the amount of, of like effort it would take to visually construct some of these set pieces where they have the bit where like a dude in the, in, in the villain truck pulls out, uh, an Acme dynamite.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And uh, they it ends up hitting, I think, an ice cream truck because the guy flies out of the yeah, car into the ice, part, the ice cream truck. The ice cream, the ice cream truck explodes, and a dude is <laughs> pierced in the back of the
2: skull with an ice cream with an ice cream cone, <laughs> and dies. Physically, makes no sense, and I loved every minute of it. <laughs> no, yeah. and they do that, and they do that again
0: with the the, uh, the ex wife's house explodes, and they're all in like it cuts cuts to them with like and in dust all over them in, in, in the in the police
1: chief's office yes. yeah <laughs> yeah i <laughs> um, again there's so many I was actually flabbergasted at how many jokes that there were. Yeah. Um, because it was like it was literally like every few seconds I felt like there was a new visual gag or there was a new joke in the script. And, yeah, and they and they all This fit, really is
2: a perfect split between comedy and action. Well and,
1: and they all fit lock and step with both the movie universe that he's creating yep. and the real world universe and how these things have blended together in ways that you actually are trying to kind of get at the heart of You know the ways that we are creating fiction and entertainment, and then obviously how that entertainment might feel about
2: it. Because even that like scene with the ice cream cone or whatever—that's the—that's almost uh, the first one of the first moments that the kid is a part of. Yeah. So, it's kind of just establishing that that's the universe that he's in. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's, I, I guess people just took it way too damn seriously. I don't know what to say. Yeah. <laughs>
1: no, I, well, I, I didn't take it seriously enough. Yeah. Yeah. As, yeah, like, yeah. as actually being like, uh, you know, it. like real filmmaking. Cause again, it takes, it takes a lot of effort to uh, convince people. Of some of the more uh, Looney Tune esque action that ends up happening in this, but I think specifically of um, at the end of that set piece and that drive, because that driving set piece is like the the real first big action set piece of yeah. the movie, yeah. um, where Danny appears in in the backseat of his car. But that set piece ends with him like doing going off a huge ramp and landing yeah. on top of a transport truck and doing it cleanly and the way that he cuts around this it's really convincing where the car lands like in front of the transport truck and you're inside the truck watching the you know the car land and yeah, all of this and yeah. you're like wow nice he made that jump super cool um, but Right after that, it's a shot of Arnold, uh, Danny being like, "Holy shit! Like, I just about threw up because I thought I was gonna die." And he's just like, "No, it's great. You get to live uh, a long life of uh, pre-ejaculation and divorces." And while you're just like saying, your hero, and, yeah. and while he's saying that joke in the script, in the background, the villain car who tried to follow them and make that jump totally crashes and explodes <laughs> from making the exact same jump that they just flawlessly survived. Right. So it's just, you know, and again, it's just a background detail of some uh, of the scene. Yeah. A giant yeah. car.
2: explosion. <laughs> yeah. And it's just another layer of like showing the, the rules for specific characters in yeah. this world.
0: Absolutely. Well, McTiernan also like, you can see these, uh, God, Like, in those scenes where, like, when you were talking about him, like, coming down from the thing and stuff like that, you can – usually the fun of action movies, especially action (laughs) movies of this era and 80s and early 90s, is like, oh, my God, can you see that stuntman there? Ha, ha, ha. Um, But, like, you – the looseness of the script and the looseness of the premise allows him to kind of ignore that stuff.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like,
0: he can just add that as, well, that's just, you know – me commenting on the fact that you usually can see
2: yeah. uh, and I mean, a stunt guy there. And I mean, even if it was a mistake, your brain would just register it as like a satirical little, you know, little tip it, off it, the hat.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's a really kind of brilliant contrivance that he allowed, that he can allow so much. And then also, I mean, the premise itself is, I don't know if you've seen this movie, it's horrible. Um, <laughs> Cop and a half. No, no. Uh, unbelievably bad. It's a Burt Reynolds cop movie where he is literally partnered with a child <laughs> and like <laughs> we might need to watch that bad boy you should absolutely see it we we did an episode on it. Uh, is it worth year, it for like
2: the uh the laughs at least like is it at least a, oh yeah a, okay excellent 100 oh, percent. So, so, so the
1: half a cop is the child it's two and a half men <laughs> like that's the okay <laughs> Fair and enough. to
0: just take that <laughs> premise to this, this extreme again, it'd be like, well, actually it's a silly premise, but we're going to try to take it seriously. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, uh, th- they do a great job here of, of, of your right setting up the, the, the looseness and the elasticity of this universe. Um, I mean, as soon as you buy the fact that there's a talking animated cat played by Danny DeVito, <laughs> yeah,
2: you're, you're, <laughs> who, you gotta be all, who all in.
1: <laughs> is, uh, Introduced sexually harassing a co-worker yeah. and uh, he's just and, and Danny's using it as a like look you are in a movie there is an animated cat in your police station like yeah. this is clearly a movie and and he's just like he's supposed to be back he was only suspended for a month which you assume the cat was suspended on police brutality reasons because that's why they would assault. be sexual definitely assault definitely 100%, 100% sexual assault <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
0: and cats got claws <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just found like a babified mouse and that was it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and then the police chief goes, that cat's one of the best I've got. <laughs> <laughs> How do you not love this movie, people? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so like as soon as they establish that as like the baseline, everything else seems pretty like it feels like realism after yeah, a while. Yeah, ex-
2: <laughs> yeah definitely.
1: because uh, then we get into Charles Dance. You forget about
2: the cartoon. Charles cat.
1: Dance, who is literally playing the Alan Rickman role of this film. Uh, yeah, he, he was literally Alan Rickman turned down the role based off money. Oh, is that uh, what it was? Yeah, so Charles yeah. Dance. T- well, I think he did a paycheck. really good
2: job. I thought he was I thought he was entertaining as hell. Oh yeah, It uh, oh, would great. have been cool and to see Rickman at it, but yeah, uh, you know. <laughs> he he has. I don't know if you guys
0: have this uh, with movies you watch when you were a kid. I remember like the way that certain phrases are pronounced. Oh yeah, yeah. like, like oh, yeah. I remember him saying "Hanna Balekta can do the catering." Like
1: <laughs> I just in there,
0: it will never leave.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, and I I I love. Uh, all of the the details uh, of this world in the way that again it's it's that that Shane Black uh, snark as it yeah. is throughout the entire screenplay but again it's so littered with details throughout the whole thing that we could spend a whole episode just talking about like individual jokes in this movie and like what that, they
2: mean to the actual action tropes and yeah, all that yeah yeah, well and
1: not even that just like 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 jokes about and what it means inside this universe that they've oh, created I mean I oh, love oh, yeah. the bit how Danny keeps trying to ex- convince Arnold Schwarzenegger that he's in a movie yeah um, like
2: look at all these hot women yeah every one of them is a 10 yeah where are the regular women but he also has the one where he
1: takes them into the blockbuster and he's just like hey lady where are the schwarzenegger films and she's like the foreign films are in the back
2: <laughs> yeah and she, she's and like no <laughs> the action <films. laughs> and then stallone is the terminator yeah <laughs> and then Arnold has that great line where he's like it's his best performance yeah <laughs> Like that's fucking so layered and amazing. Yeah. Oh, so man, again, the humor the, in this. Watching is unbelievable. Arnold
1: interact with his, his his own screen persona in yeah. this way is is honestly pretty re- rewarding. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Both both not just in comedy in that way of like oh did you get it of like like actually interrogating uh, sort of like on an ideas level.
2: Yeah. And um, it's also yeah. nice that you, I mean that you just bring this this episode on too because like we've gotten to do a few arnie pictures now and just to have this episode (laughs) is kind of like a almost like showing where he began and then where it all kind of kind of ended and and what he was saying with it is is really interesting
1: oh yeah i I will never be able to think of arnold Schwarzenegger now and not think of raw deal which is the movie have you seen raw deal chris oh yeah i love raw deal yeah we we did it on our second episode and we had never seen it and we just uh paired it with dirty harry because we were we heard that it was like i read the description and i was like oh like a violent man of the law or whatever Like we'll, uh, we'll, we'll pair those two together and raw deal could not have been more opposite of a movie (laughs) um, if, if it tried. And part of that reason is Arnold Schwarzenegger's performance in the movie because he was so miscast as the character that I think that script entailed it to be. um, He's Isn't like, he like a sheriff for a while? Yeah, he's, he's yeah. an all-American like
2: small-town sheriff. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, he's, yeah. An, he's, he's an, supposed an, to be like an all-American small-town sheriff too. Yeah, he's, and he he's, doesn't change the accent yeah, at all.
1: He's got the red plaid, and he's in like a Dukes of Hazard movie for yeah. like the opening of that movie. First like and fifteen then, minutes. And then yeah. the whole point is they say, "Dude, you're you've been you have a history of violence, and that's why you've been dismissed from the bureau and all of this." And you never actually see that side of him. Like all you see of him is being like my wife who's a drunk and is throwing cakes at me you shouldn't (laughs) drink and bake and then he goes and puts on like classical music with his like uh, chardonnay yeah and like that's his night out super
2: Arnold and and
1: you're hearing about how he's like a dirty Harry and you're like where is this version of him yeah and then they pick him up and then he has to put on a performance in the movie as a character putting on a performance to infiltrate the Chicago mob Mind they were like we need the most inconspicuous man to infiltrate the mob and he's trying to be like a bond type at that point he's putting on the giant suit and he's trying to like flirt with people and stuff and it's so <laughs> robotic and it it makes no sense uh and his line deliveries are just baffling on every level yeah. again and what i
2: will say uh, seeing him from that into yeah. this he really does improve like you this is one of his more emotional kind of performances he does pull off a yeah. few things i didn't think he could you know it's not fantastic but he's he's doing an okay job and i was i was I was feeling it well, a little bit I, I more than Well, I think it usual. helps that,
1: again, it's it's traveling in your knowledge of the Arnold Schwarzenegger character. It's Absolutely, traveling yeah. in your knowledge of the action movie hero. Yeah. And it, it's letting him find little nuggets of pain in that that you wouldn't yeah. expect. Yeah. And it also helps, again, he's playing a fabricated creation. So any part where you're like, that seems unnatural, it's completely undone by the fact that nothing in the movie is meant to be natural, natural. in that way. Yeah, exactly. Um, like, I love that bit where he exactly. walks into his apartment and uh immediately he just starts unloading his pistol into the closet cuz he just knows there'll Yeah, be a guy, and, there and he's just like how did you know there was a guy in there and his line it honestly reads as sad he goes there's always a guy in yeah, there there's yeah. always a guy in there yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> someone is always trying to kill me there's like a ninja in my closet trying to murder me
2: yeah it really is it's just like you just you watch these action am. movies and like you know you watch John Wick and you're like <laughs> fuck i want to be John Wick when you really analyze it, you don't want to be to John Wick. To be fair, Wicks. the John
1: Wick movies do a pretty good job of making you not want to be John Wick. Well, yeah. You know, maybe pretty I tired. used a bad example there, but you know what <laughs> I'm trying I, to I, say, John. I know what you're trying God to say. God
2: damn it. A
0: cancer-ridden wife <laughs> and a dead dog. Yeah, that's the life. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I, mean, mean, I meant more of like. <laughs> yeah, I know what you meant. When, when yeah. you're watching a I'm badass do
0: badassery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, to me, you're right. Like, the, the emotional moments in this are actually the best. Because like when he hears classical music for the first time, like you can see like actual joy in his face. He's
1: like I don't have to listen to ACDC while I gun people down for yeah. reasons that I don't fully understand all the time. Or
2: even when he like at the very end when he's leaving the kid and he's he's like, "Take care of your mom." It was like it was like the one thing that he saw <laughs> while he was in the real world that kind of hit him. I think a little bit emotionally, yep. where yeah. he was just like. You've got a mom, kid. Take that's, care of her. That kind of like because yeah. he's yeah. got nothing to actually really care for in his world. I guess he has his daughter, but even that seems like a very superficial well, yeah, Hollywood but, but, but relationship. But he, he sees
1: his daughter as a fabricated thing who's meant to be the sexy action heroine. Right. And he's like, right. why doesn't my daughter just like want to do something? Herself? Why doesn't she want to go like, to
2: school? Yeah. Why does she always <laughs> kill people? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah why
1: so doesn't
0: that. Why does she need to be me? Yeah. Right. Like that's and I mean, all oh, my, oh man, when he admits that his wife like his wife doesn't call him oh it's so sad uh, it's like the saddest thing you've ever heard and you're like oh god and like you kind of see that part of all these guys especially in the 80s where it was like all kinds of bullshit like that um i i I don't think there's any movie like this for even uh, for another action hero even
1: no No. And yeah, that bit that you're talking about, because it's established earlier in this really cool. It's this really cool, suave scene where they go into this amazing police station. He's like, wow, I was just in a police station. It looks nothing like this. Like, it's like it looks it's just a beautiful space. Um, And then he he gets he's just like, oh, it's the ex-wife calling. And then he puts on like this recording where he's totally showing her. And then he also has a line later where he's like, oh, I'm totally showing it to my uh, ex-wife because I'm 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 paying my alimony in fake money like right. fake cash like he's he's being so macho and and, and he's sounding like mean to his ex-wife basically
0: I, yeah um, I feel like that's a dig specifically at uh uh the blah, 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 why am I blanking uh fucking Bruce Willis's character in Die Hard oh
1: yeah yeah yeah, mm. yeah like because Bruce Willis is that is that character <laughs> yeah,
0: like coming home he's like oh uh Ah, uh, we're separate. Uh, who cares? And it's like no, that shit hurts. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and that's just it. So w- when it's revealed that he is paying people to call and pretend to be his ex-wife, so that everyone thinks that he's this cool guy that has his ex-wife chasing after it's like, him. Like,
2: how sad, bro? Like yeah, like like he, he's yeah.
1: paying people to think that he's the Bruce Willis character in Die Hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> when when that's not really the case. And at the end of that scene, um, he goes, all of this stuff keeps escalating. Like I thought after the first movie... What we know as Jack Slater one, that like I could just be a normal cop again, but things just keep getting bigger and crazier, and 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 it's and it hurts. And at one point he just says, "And I keep surviving." Yeah,
2: like like, he wants to die. (laughs) Why won't I die? Yeah, Yeah. he wants to die. (laughs) Crazy, yeah. And it's all what's interesting about all of these like really sad things. It's all in like the subtext. Yeah, it's not really it's not thrown in your face. It's it's more so once you analyze it and think about it yourself. You realize how sad this character no, really well, cause is. No, well,
1: because then, and then that, that infiltrates the comedy. Like, while you're laughing yeah. at these action movie tropes, and you're like, oh, this is so ridiculous and crazy, and then you're like... Yeah, but like there are real people actually still performing this stuff or like this is still affecting people. It has consequences in some way, whether they're ridiculous cartoon consequences is a whole nother thing. It's just like, you know, it's getting you into the emotional reality of that cartoon universe still. And it's pretty it's pretty impressive that it that it can do that and then, you know, pull off one of. Probably the best fart jokes that I've ever seen.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'd say top five at least. Yeah,
1: like like I I feel like I haven't laughed at a fart jokes in a really long time. <laughs> yeah, and and watching a this while. watching this movie, a good one. And he was just like they've put nerve gas into the corpse at at the funeral, and he was like it's he's he's going to pass gas one last time <laughs> yeah. or whatever.
0: Theo, the fart is going to pass gas one last time.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then again, they, they continue the joke because he has to pull his finger to activate the nerve gas. Right. And again, just an amazing set piece where he's riding around on the corpse. Who's also on a crane and everyone <laughs> at the funeral pulls has out guns. a machine gun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <And> he- <laughs>
0: It's great. I mean like uh, uh, look elephant that is I mean <laughs> that was my favorite moment before I mean the tar pits incredible but him just being the in the middle pit, of the thing Oh my god yeah. Look elephant in on the top of a skyscraper. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and 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 when he just takes like two paper towels and wipes all of the tar yeah, <laughs> off it's of just him. like
2: And then what I like is that that's also I think the first moment that the Arnold character I guess Slater Uh, admit that he's in, like, a film because the kid's like, well, that's pretty convenient. And he's like, you said it's a movie, right? And it's, like, actually the first moment I think that he goes, like, you know what? Maybe this fucking is a movie. This shit doesn't make any sense at all. No, I'm trying to... uh, They
0: they do something like that, too, when Charles Dance uh, breaks the fourth wall and starts talking to you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Before he's even come into the real world.
1: Yeah, because he's
2: he's talking to the screen. Right. (laughs) Right.
1: And then he passes the through the screen and goes into the real world. And he's like, damn, crime is really easy in the real world. Yeah.
2: What I love his line where he's just like, he says something like where I, I love what I love about the real world is that the bad guys can win. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> Social commentary. Well, yeah, because, because because he's so
1: he's so used to the movie world where the fifty cop cars will fly around the corner the second a gunshot is fired, right? Uh, and then he goes up and he kills a dude point blank, and he's trying he's like shouting at everyone. And the neighbors is like, Shut up. "Shut up!" Yeah, it's like <laughs> I've just murdered someone. Does anybody want to call the cops? And there's
0: also that moment where he's like, he sees the the corpse with the shoes, the the guy who gets shot and takes. T- 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 And, like, he realizes how petty this is. Yeah.
2: Like, (laughs) Like why they're killing people compared to his conspiracy, which is usually, like, a global conspiracy or whatever. These people are just killing each other for shoes and food. He he wants to run L.A. That's a much (laughs) more ambitious project than a couple of Nikes. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely.
1: (laughs) Uh, And uh, also... uh, one of my favorite bits in the real world, because because that's what happens is Charles Dance's villain goes into the real world, and then, uh, you know, Arnold has to chase him in there, and while he's in the real world, he kind of gets, uh, <laughs> he has to deal with how that world is different than the reality that he's used to, Oh yeah. and when he tries to play chicken with that cabbie, I lost my mind they
2: have a fantastic long they, shot they hold the shot they just in the hold back, and watch in the, the cars <laughs> destroy each <laughs> other and he was just like no and,
1: and, and because they, set so it, they visually set it up earlier in the film where he plays chicken with the, with the guy with the like, kid wow. and he's the sidekick or whatever right? yeah exactly yeah. and he plays she plays chicken with the you know the, the cartoon criminals who are trying to take him down Right. Um, and when he goes into the real world he's just like that's okay I'll just play chicken with this guy and he's just like you, it's not going to work <laughs> the same way it's not going to yeah. work the same way and you just see him drive off in in the background in the distance and just smash it's, head on and he kills the cabbie so good too. yeah 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 and you're like dude <laughs> that's such a it's, throwaway dark joke that yeah, the cabbie really just come through the windshield and, and the blood cabbie's everywhere. like
2: bloody too yeah. like it like the blood's everywhere on the and somehow it's still played as like a, a joke like you feel for the cabbie, obviously, <laughs> but the tone of the scene is yeah. still kind of laughter.
1: It's a really dark joke <laughs> in the way that Shane Black kind of would go on to define, like yeah. kiss, kiss, bang, bang jokes. That's all they are. Was yeah. that joke? It, yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I think I think that's probably one of the best shots. But also, uh, what we were talking about earlier with uh, Maria Shriver, the shot of her behind him at the premiere, just looking at him while he's talking. Yep. Like you, I mean, he Dude. Schwarzenegger definitely uh, didn't know that. No, th- right. That's what
2: I'm saying. That that scene to me was it's so haunted. fucking dark and and weird. Because I'm like Arnold, your wife is coming off as like a really evil kind of like coach that's just telling you how to, you know, use people oh. and do. It was weird. I was like, damn. You just saw that. Like I I saw it uh, as like her she just being complete yeah completely alienated
0: from him for sure
2: for sure but i also pictured as like she views it as they both view it i'm not saying just her but like they 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 both view this relationship as like a, a business just transaction. A, exactly, a business yeah. transaction where it's just like you say the right things, I'll tell you what to say, and then we'll move on and we'll make our millions. And it's just like you see it in the movie, him playing himself, not realizing what he's doing, like, and like, it's like, so like, like dark. That, that was his real relationship. Yeah.
1: Like as and 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 it made it into the movie. Into about the movie. Yeah. yeah. It's concerned.
2: it's fucking crazy, yeah. man. It's nuts.
1: Yeah, and yeah, the the movie premiere is really where the movie like. Set, set into place for me. The, yeah. Again, we we'd have already talked about like it. But thematically,
2: the, you mean like where it yeah. kind of all comes yeah. together. Yeah. Yeah.
1: As as Screen Arnold, who we've grown to really uh feel for, <laughs> starts confronting the creators of his existence. <laughs> yeah. uh, yep. and, and all of the pain that they've put him through. Um, he literally and, faces his and God. Then the bodily harm that he 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 faces in the real world and how he goes into the cartoon world to be like, ah, it's just a flesh wound or whatever. Like yeah. we're all good. Um, and he, and he has to do the, uh, uh two rooftop showdowns <laughs> Yeah.
2: <laughs> now to the next kid that he cares about. He's yeah, just like, the, these kids keep dying.
1: Yeah. Th- that matched the, the rooftop showdown, uh, visually that where, where the kid's kid died or whatever. Yeah. So it, again, the, the visual construction of this and how it, 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 it mirrors all of that is like a, a big part of it. Um, but I think we might angle towards the reductive rating round on this one. Um uh, for me this was a, a, a pretty solid to high for, yeah. Um I, I I had actually never seen it uh but it had been on my watch list for a really really long time um and I had heard lots of great things and uh I I didn't know Shane Black wrote it even before Yeah I, I didn't know that. So that. I was, was, I was a was pleasant pre- I surprise. Was, I was pretty excited to see that. Um so I mean basically for all the reasons that we we've already talked about mm-hmm. uh um r- for me I I can't uh, stress enough how loaded this is with jokes. Yeah. Um, again, we didn't even have time. I wrote down fifty even more. When that I didn't even when the dark shit's
2: it's still like somewhat humorous. Yeah. yeah
1: I, I wrote down like fifty more details that we just don't. We don't even have time to get into. Yeah. Basically, actually, one before we go that I will mention uh, is uh, the one where he uh, electrocutes the corpse. Uh-huh. So that the corpse holding like a, an Uzi or a gun or whatever will start firing oh. at the other guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Th- that's actually a gag that was stolen and that the night comes for us.
2: Oh Remember? really? Yeah. Yeah. You're right.
1: Yeah. Because it's when, it's when he uses the taser on the dude and, and that then dude shoot- shoots yeah. his friend in the head. Yeah. That's interesting. That's so uh, again, just, just little action details, uh, of, of both action and comedy. um, that had me like rolling with laughter throughout the entire thing. And then at the same time to to mine this for uh the Action Star image, the Arnold Schwarzenegger image specifically. Yeah. yeah. Um and <laughs> how, how kind of sad it actually is. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, this is, this is a movie that directly confronts that Arnold Schwarzenegger is the bad, <laughs> is the bad guy in some capacity. Um, and, and, and
2: not the characters he's playing, but no, Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger. himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: So this is fascinating. I think that this was a, a, a great double feature the way that we got to see, this is probably the only two movies you're right, where you get to see this wrestle with the real world. Arnold, um, yeah. uh, and, and then also you get to see, uh, quite blatantly the, the fabricated images that he makes of himself and that yeah. other people make of him. Which um, is why
2: maybe he hates the movie. <laughs> yeah, honestly,
1: that's, that's gotta be it. I, I, I viewed this movie kind of the same way that I, I viewed, uh, uh, death proof a little bit, okay. which is, it's one of my favorite Tarantino's, uh, oh, yeah. and Tarantino hates it specifically because he maybe revealed a little too much about himself. Oh, okay. Uh, and, and the way that, uh, he, he, he orchestrates, uh, violence and travels in genre and stuff. So like, I felt something similar happening here where I think maybe he thinks he revealed a little bit too they actually, much. They actually yeah. saw a
2: part of themselves yeah. and they're like, oh, maybe that is worth critiquing. And, m- <laughs> and maybe that's why people
1: didn't like it. Yeah. Uh, so I'll just go back to doing what I used to do, I guess. Uh, yeah. yep. Which sucks because if this movie would have been a hit, maybe we could have got a lot more. Uh, yes, yeah, more interesting Arnold roles out of right. it because uh, this is definitely a side of him you don't uh, typically get to see. Mm-hmm. Um, um, again, one of the most emotional and funny performances I've seen him give. So yeah, pretty amazing.
2: Yeah, uh, I'm also gonna give it the four. Uh, this is the first time I've seen the movie. I actually did read. It was way back in the day. I read like, and it was only the first quarter of it that I read, but I actually read the first quarter of like the novelization of the movie what? Uh, way back in the day. I know, it's so random. Okay. But uh, so I kind of knew like the premise and what it was doing, and I kind of knew that it was doing like a meta thing. Like I knew the kid went into the universe and yeah. all that eventually. Um but what I did Can I not. Did you ask know, why you had that book? Did someone buy you the book? I, think, did I, I knew I, w- I was a big fan of action flicks when I was a kid. Okay. And I think the book would just happen to be in like my school library. And so I was like, <laughs> And you hey, saw I, Arnold on the I cover want, or something? Yeah, so yeah. I was like, okay. I wanted to see that movie. So I'll just read the I've, book. I've never read like a that. movie
1: novelization before, so yeah. it just fascinates me that people read those. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't remember
2: <laughs> too much about it. I was like twelve or something, but um, but what I didn't know about this film was how it kind of started to do a critique on Arnold himself. I had no idea that that's where the the film eventually went. And now it makes sense that Arnold is kind of like, you know, I'm not a big fan of this one because I think what you just said, you know, exposed a little bit too much of himself Uh, as well as maybe he saw this as the end. Like where, where do you go from here? You know what I mean? Like he's, he's this performance is kind of like a, a culmination of all of his performances and saying like he's doing the meta thing where he's kind of breaking down those walls, and so it's like, am I going to be able to do the the lead action hero cliche again after I've just done last action hero, where it's basically almost wrapping up that kind of ah, action he, star? He, he
1: could have done it if if Walk Hard couldn't kill biopics, this movie <laughs> wouldn't kill action cheese. Yeah. Hey,
2: that's a solid point. Yeah, Ken, are you with you on the on the biopic there? Um, but yeah, yeah. But so, I but
1: I could see why. That
2: would get in his head. Yeah, yeah.
1: Maybe that's more, more what
2: it was. But also people didn't,
1: you know, accept this movie well, that, too, right? See, so, that's what I,
2: yeah. yeah. I was going to get to that where it's kind of like, uh, I'm very surprised that people didn't like this. I didn't like it at all. Like I would think maybe it'd be just more of a lukewarm film, that kind of thing. But for people to actually say it's about nothing and oh, yeah, people, and all this, it's just that that boggles my mind. But, uh, but yeah, I'm going to give it the four and I'll definitely be re-watching this bad boy. Oh, I, I bought the
1: Blu-ray. Nice. Um, yeah, I just added the Blu-ray to my, my wish list. Beautiful. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, uh, all of what you said, I, it's a high four for me. Um, it is it is probably my favorite Schwarzenegger movie. Damn. Um, I would say, like, I, I, I don't get me wrong, I really like both Terminator, the first two Terminators at least. Uh, and I even, like, for all the racism and shit, I still like True Lies. Yeah. Um,
1: I'll see you. I, 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 I love Predator. Yeah, I, I love, love the Predator. Predator's my McTiernan movie because that—that's again a sort of similar thing that you could see him do earlier in Predator. Is that one where the the, the macho military dudes just like unload all of their guns in the <laughs> middle of the jungle? Yeah. Like, whoa. Oh. To a point where it's just nothing. And, and, and then they realize they're like, why the fuck are we here? What are we doing? We're just- <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Bill then,
0: Duke in there just screaming.
1: Yeah. And and like for for that movie to take the macho action military movie. And mine it for like these sort of just like this really fleshy horror where these guys all get taken down and that Arnold himself has to basically like almost ab- abstract himself into like this beastly creature Yeah. Uh, yeah. T- to deal with, you know, this alien imperial force that he's like, holy shit. Am I that guy to other people? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, again, I've, I find Predator uh, weirdly reflexive in a way that I think a lot of people didn't give it, it, it credit for.
2: Yeah. Um, and, and it's definitely
0: I, I, a smart move. I mean, it's definitely a smarter movie than anybody gave it credit for. To me.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, like having the alien like come back at him and and say the what are you? Yeah. <laughs> what are Like it's like what are you? What are you, motherfucker? <laughs> like that yeah there's there's definitely some depth that people don't dive into too yeah much. it's
1: really interesting cuz then you could see McTiernan you know again already skilled in in traveling in in action images for his own purposes in ways that uh, sort of like undermine and subvert them so then you could see a whole movie of him doing that yeah. so that's what this is and i Absolutely loved that aspect of it, but keep going, Chris. We're interrupting
0: uh, you. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I mean, what we 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 said it all, everything that why I love this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do, I, I like any movie where uh, you you see a personal element in it. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger probably doesn't like this because it's personal. Whereas almost any other uh, you know uh, established actor would love a movie that's more personal to them. Yeah. Um, and to me, I mean, it it does something that only the end of the player has ever done like before, as far as like making a joke of just how absurd and cartoonish these things are.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Yeah. I, I love it.
1: All right. Well, I think that will wrap it up for this week. That was pumping iron 1977 and last action Hero, 1993. Thanks so much for joining us, Chris, this week, Chris, if you've got anything to plug, this is the place to do it. And I think you've got something to plug
0: uh yeah we have a patreon over at we hate movies uh and i have a show called we hate movies that i (laughs) co-host with a a couple of guys from new york um we are on itunes we have a patreon patreon.com slash we hate movies um yeah we're going on a tour in late april so if you are interested at all uh take a look at uh uh, at whm podcast on twitter uh and you should be able to see them right up right away
1: yeah you guys definitely hate movies over there i've I've, we do yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> cause cause b- b- before the show i was listening i hadn't caught up on a few episodes and I, I there was a couple i wanted to catch up on and one that was very cathartic for me cuz i absolutely hated the movie you guys did uh, fantastic beast crimes of grindelwald oh it's so oh. bad
2: it's so bad one of the worst movies
1: absolute worst movies that oh, came out last year it made year. me sad it just made and, me so sad and i i can't get the image of johnny depp toking out of a human skull hookah <laughs> uh <laughs> so that he can so edgy so that he can conjure up images of the literal Holocaust as an argument for why we should put muggles in camps and yep. like it's just like dog like okay it's it's fine
2: <laughs> what are you trying to say JK <laughs> no,
1: <laughs> nothing yeah he's J- 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 trying to make more
2: billions let's yeah, be honest JK here
1: should not be allowed to write screenplays anymore. No, that, the, after
2: that movie, no. No, that,
1: oh, no, no. That, no that, stop that's, it,
2: right? She's had two tries. We've given her. Yeah, we've given her enough.
1: <laughs> Three more coming down the pipeline, yeah, I mean, baby. We'll give nope. you
2: one more. Okay. We'll give-
1: <laughs> uh, but for for us, you guys are going to hear from us in one week's time. Patreon uh, subscribers. Oh yeah. Your bonus episode is coming up next week, and we are doing the rare. Uh, three episode, uh, or three episode, what am I talking about? Three, three, movie, three episode. movie episode. Yeah, we are going to be talking about Hellraiser. Yeah. And Hellraiser 2. Oh, yeah. And Hellraiser 3. Hell on Earth.
0: Which I is the best think... one. Which one? Oh, three? Yeah? I think three, Hellraiser 3 is the best one to me.
1: God oh, damn. interesting. I'd be curious to hear that argument because I, I was watching all three for the first time and I had no idea what to make of three. Yeah, yeah. Three. <laughs> I mean, even even two, I had a little bit of like, Huh. Okay. Uh, going on. But either way, that's going to be I for, s- for I, next week's episode. Yeah. I, I did like that they fit hell into all three titles, though, where it was Hellraiser and then Hellraiser Hellbound. <laughs> yeah. And then it was Hellraiser yep. Hell on Earth. <laughs> yeah. You just had to fit it in twice. They had to give up time. by the fourth one. They're like, we can't think of any more. But. Uh, but in two weeks time, we're going to be back for free listeners for everyone with another guest. And we are going to be talking about Angel Heart uh alan parker film chris could you maybe tell us what angel heart is i've never seen it <laughs> it's uh
0: mickey rourke is like a private detective ish i think he's an ex-soldier as well and he meets the devil and robert de niro and uh quite a lot of crazy shit
2: happens what, what, I'm down. what, what
1: year was that one that sounds uh, like that just sounds like the the cop version of devil's advocate
2: <laughs> yeah. it is, kinda. <laughs> is it 90s it's,
0: it's better than that but uh yeah it's about the, i think it's like 1990 or 91
1: excellent sounds like it's gonna be a good time then. yeah 90s uh, is just
2: insane man
1: and we're gonna be pairing it with uh mr frost another hmm. uh what sounds sort of like a it sounds like a serial killer movie starring yeah. jeff goldblum also from the 90s so well, doing I'm a lot of 90s goldblum. lately i feel like uh with Last Action Hero, the Hellraiser movies, which most of them came out in the 90s that we're going to be talking about, and in then in those two. <laughs> and, spoiler alert, after that, we're going to be doing uh, Tetsuo the Iron Man. We're finally getting Oh, that. hell yeah.
2: Hell uh, yeah. Shinya that Sukumoto. dude is insane.
1: And we've been waiting for a while to do that way. one. So. Uh, that's what's going to be coming after that. Sweet. So again, that's patreon.com slash podcast for the Hellraiser episodes. And then we're going to be back on this feed again for you guys in two weeks doing Angel Heart and Mr. Frost. And I think that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode. Thanks, as always, for listening, guys. And keep it sleazy. Keep it sleazy.